0: Das Leben kann hektisch sein. Warum nicht im Alltag entfliehen und in die magische Welt von Evermerge eintauchen? Evermerge ist ein magisches Land, das mit jeder Entdeckung größer und besser wird. Werde ein Master, Baue und sammle einzigartige Gegenstände oder verschönere deine eigene wundersame Welt. Im Land von Evermerge gibt es immer etwas zu tun. Evermerge. Jetzt kostenlos im App Store herunterladen.
1: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast preview show uh, number 803, our little Friday evening soiree to get you all in the mood for the game at the weekend, which of course uh, tomorrow lunchtime is a visit up to Ellen Road, Uh, something that we've not done in the league for a considerable amount of time and is something that we... Very much like to do, so a bit sad that we can't go up there. But and we did play them in the uh, the Capital One Cup a few years back, which was a great outing for all involved. And we walloped Dirty Leeds 5-1. And those cherished memories still linger very happily with us all. Anyway, I am Stanford Chidge, as you will probably know by now. Um, the fine young man down to my bottom left is, of course, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh, I thought it was going to be Dane. OK, thanks very much. I no, love Liam. No. I'm young, thank no, you. No, I'm, 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 I'm full of magnanimity tonight, if I could even say it. Yeah, you said it well, I think. Yes, it comes in a can about that big, you know. Anyway, well, we digress. It's a beer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it should be a beer. Anyway, good to see JK, as always. We have fun on Monday. Yeah. I'm looking forward thank to tonight, you. of course, as ever. Uh, we've got uh, the, next, the, next, uh, the next person in the Chid the ch- Squad rotation is the wonderful Dane
2: Whittle. Yeah, hello. Evening, everyone. It's nice to be back where well, my bread is buttered.
1: So. <laughs> yes. I had a dig at you and Dean, didn't I?
2: Yeah, I had a few experiences away. Me and Dean done a Vat <laughs> Chelsea podcast with uh, with Nick and, Nick and Jack. Jack. And that was a really good experience. And I've done a f- few with uh, Dean and Jack.
1: Yeah, I know about. That. I wasn't really having a dig at you and uh, and Dean so much. I was more just jealous that you had got on there before me. Because those I, think we, those I think
2: we know when you're having a dig, because you make it more blatant than anything. So don't worry. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't really no hold offense. back. I
1: don't really hold back, yeah. do I? No. But if, I, as it happens, remember. I am on. The, I am on the. It's what's it called? The Chelsea that Chelsea the, podcast.
2: That Chelsea podcast. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, Nick, Nick and Jack, Jack. as uh, they're two good boys. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're as, really good. as Al
1: Murray used to say, proper English names. I'm going to say that mm. to, to them tomorrow because I am actually on after the Leeds match with oh, them tomorrow. Good. good. So there you good. go. So they, they clearly realised how cross I was, that they asked you and Dean before me. So there you go. I did
2: throw it in after I left. I did put a message in saying, you know, I can tell Chid, you know, we, it would, he wants to come on and yeah. put a good word in. and
1: I'll be nice to them, don't worry. Now, uh, of course, always on a Friday night, we get one of our journalist friends and I I would, I would think it's safe to say that Liam is probably one of our favourite journalist friends. He's certainly one of our oldest journalist friends in the sense that we've let, known him the longest, not that he is in fact the oldest because there is nobody older than me and JK. Everybody knows that. Uh, Liam, as always, Liam Toomey from The Athletic, lovely to see
3: you. Yeah, I saw off Ollie Harbour, didn't I? For the <laughs> title of the oldest <laughs> journalist.
1: It's a good question, actually. I'm trying to think, who's the oldest journalist we've ever had on the Chelsea Fancast? And my guess would be
3: Rob
4: Shepherd. I was going to say your West Ham friend. Yeah, yeah. Rob,
1: dear old yeah. Rob. Rob. Rob's about the same age as me, so he's not actually that old, but... He uh, sounded old, though, didn't he? Yeah, because Martin, even Martin Lipton's younger than me, which is appalling to know, but there you go. Bloody hell. I know, I know. Martin's lovely. I spoke to Martin the other week. for enough. Anyway, we digress. Right, uh, first part, part one, as always, we have a journalist on. So really what we want to talk about is the Chelsea News this week. And I've kind of dressed it up really under the guise of a lot of stuff that's been coming out of The Athletic. It'd be rude not to with Liam on the show. And, and there was an article, um, I think you were involved in this one, actually, you were really talking about Havertz. Uh, being a, a you know something of a false na- nine I mean Tuchel was referring to him as a nine and a half I don't know why that always reminds me of Fellini's eight and a half which is a very <laughs> a very wonderful 60s film if you are a, a film sued which I was in a former life I'm no longer a film sued JK it's
4: actually completely incomprehensible but it a is. wonderful film
1: a bit like Andre Tarkovsky but Italian yeah. Let's no let's not go down this rabbit hole, JK, because we will lose the one or two listeners that we have. Um yeah, so Havertz is the nine and a half mate. You you did write about this, didn't you,
3: Liam? I did. Sorry, I thought I'd gone into Como Mayo's film <laughs> review show for a second. <laughs> we could have done it. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. But, but yeah, um I did write this piece. It proved to be quite well timed because it was about a week before Tuchel actually did it, but he was talking about it quite a lot. Um, the possibility of playing Havertz as a, a false nine and having him being the, the kind of focal point of the attack. And, of course, we saw it against Everton. I, th- I thought it worked really well. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he, I mean, he's got the height and the sort of positional instincts in the, in the opposition area to to act like a true nine when when the team requires him to. And he's got really, really good instincts for finding space and attacking areas at the right time, which we saw for the opening goal. Um, but he's also got the abilities of a midfielder in that position where he can drop deep, link play, um, pick incisive passes. I thought against Everton for the first time, we saw a little bit of his strength, which I don't think we've seen a ton of in the Premier League so far. His speed, I thought he was much
4: quicker than we've seen him before. Much quicker.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, because of the sheer size of him, um, underestimate how fast he is. I don't think he's got the acceleration of a Timo Werner, but his top speed when he gets there is is really really good. Um, it's a bit
1: like my old BMW. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> would so, I mean it used to get burned off naught to 60 by Citroen 2CVs but
3: once you got it up to 90 it would just keep going. Wonderful. In its element.
1: In its element exactly.
3: Yeah, I mean I think I, I think we saw Havertz, his ability to drive with the ball. And also run without the ball um, in transition and find good good spots in the penalty area. And I thought Chelsea's attack, more generally, looked as fluid as it has at any time since Tuchel took over. And I think Havertz was a big part of that because the combinations, the different combinations you can have with the way he plays the position with Hudson-Odoi um, and with Werner as well. I just think there was a bit more. Yeah, There was a bit more position changing, uh, a bit more space opened up, and it, it worked really nicely against Everton. I'd, I'd expect Tuchel to, to certainly look at it again, if not stick with it for, for Leeds. I also
4: like the option of playing doy on the
3: left, which I've always been mm. talking about in the back because he then cuts in
4: and has a right foot shot, which he's pretty good at. But on the right, I think right, Hudson
3: odoi likes that as well. <laughs> yeah.
4: But on the right, You've got if you've got James playing and you've got Havertz playing, it then gives a different. It's a different option, isn't it? You can't really play that way. So.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, Dane. I mean, J.K. and I talked a little bit about this on Monday, but you know, I think, I think this is the this is kind of like the the last frontier really for old Tommy T. How to get that right combination with the right combination of players and the right combination of system up front. And it, and I don't think it's it's necessarily that easy because you've got, I mean, we know Tammy's injured, uh, so not really available. And Giroud <clears throat> is one type of striker. Werner is one type of striker. So it, it, it's quite a difficult uh, conundrum, I think, for him to sort out. But I'm, I'm with Liam and, and JK. I thought we did look a lot more fluid up front against a pretty nuggety Everton side. So... You know, maybe he's 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 figuring out the right jigsaw pieces for that. I mean, hudson and as JK said, I think was instrumental in that as well.
2: Yeah, well, Havertz, Havertz did look really lively, you know, like Liam said. If you'd seen, I know, again, it's an old cliche, you know. Did you see Napoli play? Did you see Derby play? <laughs> but, you know, I did see uh, uh, Kai play quite a few times with Leverkusen as that false nine. And he did look really good at it and it always made me wonder if they really needed Giroud because him being such a big man himself he could play that role and i wondered early on how 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 long uh, drew would stay but drew always seems to find his way back into the team team sometimes you know whether it's down He's too a quality much, right? player isn't he mate yeah but then then it, it, it's a bit harsh if he doesn't he, he will score then if he doesn't score that next game you won't see him for like three or four games it's a it's a it's a, Recurring problem with him, but no, you're right. Uh, the way Kai was just coming deep and, and filling all those those pockets, as people like to say, was was they they couldn't pick him up. They were struggling to mark him. It, it really helped Callum, who I thought was quite unlucky to come off quite early. You know, he was finding some good areas. He did a great pass into Alonso for the goal, for the first goal, and uh, and Werner as well. Again, uh, yeah, another another one. He yeah, yeah, I know it's is one of. JK's prickly points but you know he's a trier he's a a team player he works hard but you know like we saw a lot under Frank he had two chances what we expect a player of his class previous class to put away and he and he didn't and that's what people are going to notice yeah
1: they are aren't they I mean I think we're going to have a catchphrase on the fan cast from now on for JK which is don't mention Zaverna (laughs) no definitely not Uh, I'll tell you somebody who we should mention Liam and again you know you guys did a wonderful piece And again I think this was you actually but uh, after the Liverpool game uh, you eulogized Andreas Christensen and I think of all of the uh, players um, you know that have I mean I mean you could argue Rudiger and Aspie have had a bit of a you know a second chance but I mean I have been particularly rude about Andreas Christensen and I'm, and I'm not usually rude about too many Chelsea players to be fair to myself but I really just thought this is this is not a Premier League defender he is not a Premier League centre-back and boy have I had to eat my words because I think he's been he's been not only has he been fantastic consistently as the centre of the three but I mean you know I ha- I really didn't hold out a hope for him against Atletico Madrid he was fantastic He got rinsed by Liverpool a few years back. He was fantastic against them, although they're horribly out of form. He's been been absolutely brilliant, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, well, I think the first thing to say is I don't think we imagined it. His performance levels did dip. um, And I think his confidence dipped significantly over the last couple of years. Um, But what we're seeing now is a return to what he did, first of all, in two years on loan at Borussia Mönchengladbach, where he, he... established himself as one of the most exciting, coveted young defenders in Europe when he came back to Chelsea. And then when he broke into the team under Conte, and then again in the middle of a back three in place of David Luiz, um, I think it's pretty clear now that that's his best position. He's really comfortable with two centre-backs either side of him. He can see the whole game. He can bring the ball out. Um, and I think he's got the comfort level on the ball of a midfielder. Of a, def- of a kind of defensive midfielder which is a position he played a lot in Chelsea's academy. I mean you can really see it.
1: Yeah and I mean they're all they're all I mean it still gives me the willies I have to say but I'm a bit old school but they are they are really playing out from the back and look much more comfortable doing so. I I mean I don't know if you were at the were you at the presser today?
3: I wasn't. No, no, no okay. um, I did see. I did see what Tuchel said. You, but
1: I well, yeah, because I was intrigued by one of the things that he said there. Because actually, I think it was it was Olivia Olivia Bazaglu, uh, bless her heart, asked a brilliant question, which was, you know, what happens when Silver's fit? You know, will how are you going to manage that? Will will Silver just come in and replace Christensen, or can Christensen play with Silver in a back four or a back three? And Tuchel basically said that. Silver for him is the centre back. He's the he is the middle of the three. But he thinks that um Christians can play either side of uh Silva and in a back four. I, I'm not convinced by that. Where where do you stand on it?
3: I don't necessarily think he can't. Um I think what we've seen since Tuchel's come in is that a lot of what for a lot of these players in the Chelsea squad their success or failure depends very much on the structure that they're put in yeah. and the instructions that they're given. They can't, they're, they're not going to be successful independent of those things. They're not just going to be, you're not just going to put them on the pitch and they're going to play really well. There are a few players that can can do that, but a lot of these Chelsea players need to be put in the right positions to succeed. Um, and that really is the art of coaching, you know, putting players in positions where their strengths matter most and their weaknesses matter least. And, um, I think this is Christensen's best position. But I, I don't necessarily think that there's no possible way he couldn't play in a back four, in a two-call back four or in a, a two-call back three, provided the structure around him made enough sense that he had enough protection and enough passing options when he was on the ball that he wouldn't get caught out. It makes sense that Silver I's only really the middle of the three at this point because he's thirty six you know you, I think the the guys on either side probably have a little bit more ground to cover put, pulling wide and you you probably don't want silver doing that at this stage of his career um
1: and and yet the interesting thing is i mean i'm i'm in the in the process of writing a piece myself i've done some homework, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know be, for the money they pay me that's way above and beyond the call of duty, but I, I've basically worked out the number of minutes played by every player that's played under Tuchel this season. And what is really interesting, at the top of the list, uh, are Spilicueta and Rudiger. Um, I mean, Aspi's only, I mean, he's played 90 minutes of every match, bar the Barnsley match where he was on the bench. Um, so, you know, when you, I th- I think, I think that Tuchel's got a bit of a defender conundrum. Or or has he got a delightful situation where he has lots of players that can come in because James can play in Aspie's place. He thinks that uh, Christensen can play either side of the three. Zuma came in uh, the other day and did really, really well. So maybe, you know, in a position that we've been really vulnerable in recently, maybe it's reappeared as a position of strength.
4: He said today that the squad was perfect. The size of the squad was perfect, he said in the presser. Because he was being asked whether he thought they were yeah. players who wouldn't get an option. I think, particularly with Pulisic, who I thought he had a very ambiguous, circuitous answer to whether how whether Pulisic will get in the side or not. But I wonder at the moment whether, in fact, Silva's injury, because he's been injured again, he's got the same problem, is actually a, a slight advantage for yeah.
2: him because he's not then having to make that decision. Dane? Yes, it's funny. You know, we talk about Christensen and his performances, and what we've seen. As Liam said, we've seen we've seen him brilliantly under Conte, and he did have a dip of a few years. But it's, it's funny how many people rate him highly. Uh, there was, you know, a, a couple of people was 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 trying to come with the rumor with regarding Frank that he rated Christensen highly, but he just didn't feel he had the uh, the correct centre back to pair up with him. That's why he wanted that Tarkovsky sort of style. Uh, British. Not, not Andre
1: you know. Tarkovsky for avoidance of doubt. <laughs> yeah, not, no,
2: no, yeah, be, yeah, kind there'll be no back. random chickens in the back four, I <laughs> tell you. That sort of style, you know, that sort of a backbone to play with a ball playing centre-back like Christensen, possibly in a four. And I suppose his other wish was rice in, in front of him. So you'd have a good, uh, quite a good backbone. But so many people are right, Christensen. Guardiola's a massive fan of him. Mm. And we all know what we can do, because as Liam said, we've seen it. Mm.
1: Sorry, we've got we kind of asked you three questions in one there, Liam, but just pick it up wherever you like.
3: Yeah, I think I, I think you hear this no matter who you talk to in football, um, that Christensen is really highly rated across Europe. And if, if Chelsea ended up in a position where they either wanted to sell him or or felt compelled to sell him because of his contract situation or he wanted to go, I don't think they'd be short of um suitors for him. Because I, th- I think he's been really highly rated ever since his academy career. Um, he, he's probably, you look at the style of centre-back he is, he might even be better suited to Italy or Spain, where you're not going up against bruising centre-forwards every single week. And, and there is more of an emphasis on you know, just what you can do with the ball. And, uh, and maybe a slightly slower pace as well. But he's proving that he can do it in the Premier yeah. League in, I mean, in the right context.
1: Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin are no no, uh, no. wimps, and he, and he was fine against them. So hopefully, you know, maybe he's just growing into it. Listen, last thing I really wanted to have a chat with you about, and actually J.K. and, and Dan, I think, both alluded to it. But, you know, whilst there have been some huge beneficiaries of Tuchel coming in, uh, there have been some what I've called unchosen men a little reference to Sharp there. But, I mean, you know, top of the list, really, you know, is Pulisic, who, uh, up till now, I mean, he, he comes on occasionally, you know, for like 20 minutes here and there. I mean, he's played 216 minutes in 11 games. Um, he's certainly somebody who I wonder, you know, what's really, really going on on with him or for him. Tammy, I think, is a bit of an outlier, actually. Everybody seems to think that Tammy's got the hump, maybe because of the Harlan <laughs> rumour. He's injured. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. A lot of people think that it's because he's got uh, Harland uh, kind of anxiety, Harland-induced anxiety. But we don't know if that's going to happen. But as, as J.K. was saying, he, he's been injured. He's got this ankle issue, which Tuchel fessed up to today. Um, so I think maybe really it's Pulisic is the issue. Do you think it's an issue or is this a load of old hogwash?
3: Well, we've actually written about Tammy today. Um, and we're writing about Pulisic over the weekend uh, about their their various situations. Um, I think this, you know, Tuchel's gone to great lengths to, to talk like a company man about the players that he's inherited and, mm. you know, calling the squad perfect. But this really is the proof that the squad size isn't perfect. It's too big. It was too big for Lampard. It's too big for Tuchel. It's probably only about two or three players too big, but that creates a number of problems that you wouldn't have with a slightly smaller group. And um, and when you've, when you've got a system like this where Tuchel is clearly prioritising the defensive solidity and there are more defensive spots in the team than attacking ones, um, that means that all of the attackers that Chelsea have are suddenly competing for three, maybe even two spots if he plays with a proper number nine. I think Pulisic has been the big victim of Tuchel prioritising um, Werner in in his first few weeks, because that position on the left of the three is the one that Pulisic would be playing if he was on the pitch. But what's interesting about the Pulisic situation is that he's one of the only players who had a pre-existing relationship with Tuchel. He played under him at Dortmund. And interestingly, at Dortmund, he often played off the bench. Um, and so you have to wonder whether Tuchel still sees him that way. Or would he rate right. um Yeah, or or, well, I mean, maybe he does rate him, but maybe he only rates him in that context of an impact sub. I mean, that's what that seems to be the implication of what he said so far. We know that Pulisic certainly doesn't see himself that way. And I think, I think Pulisic would probably argue that he's developed considerably as a player since leaving Dortmund as well, especially when you look at what he did towards the end of last season. He played like an emerging Premier League superstar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And that is certainly the player that he sees himself being. You know, so um so I think that, that that's the difficulty and that's probably the source of frustration in that situation. There are plenty more games to come, so you know what what could be quite a fraught situation right now could could actually sort itself out or resolve itself in the next few weeks if Tuchel gets another injury or two, um suddenly Pulisic gets a run of games and, and hits his stride, as he did for Lampard things look very different. But I, ju- I just think the way the squad is right now, we will be in a situation where we can have these conversations about different players every two or three weeks because there there will be one or two names that are at the rough edge of it at any given time because T- Tuchel just can't play all of them. Mm-hmm. I got the impression today from the press conference that he actually was just
4: saying he's not quite delivering in training. So...
1: Yeah.
3: Well that's it that I mean that's kind of interesting because everything we hear about Pedic is that he's a consummate professional in terms of the way that he works the way he applies himself he doesn't you know he doesn't throw strops he doesn't he doesn't feel sorry for himself he when he when he has a the the only time I've seen him angry really uh is when he got that hamstring injury in the warm up at Brighton he was just frustrated at his own body that he you know he, he'd missed a golden opportunity to play I think that that's the Thing he's most frustrated about is when his body lets him down. But um, I haven't got the sense that he's responded badly to coaching decisions, wh- whether it be whether it be Lampard or Tuchel. I don't think he's taken any of it um, to heart. He's he's just been more determined to try and prove himself.
1: Well, as you said, Liam, there's ten matches to go, so we shall see. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I would hate to see
3: Pulisic go. Actually. I think he's a super player. When's your piece coming out on him? Sometime this weekend. Uh, we're, I think we're planning to write it as the match piece for Leeds. It's actually Dom Fifield oh, my, right. my, my excellent colleague, who'll be taking the lead on it. But there's a few of us that have worked worked mm. on it, so that, that that should be the piece I think around Leeds. Excellent. Um, the the Tammy piece will be up tomorrow.
1: Brilliant. Okay, well look out for that. People send my best to Dom as well, won't you? He's a fine gentleman. Even if he's a Palace fan, he's still a fine gentleman. He's he's very. He's been on this show, funnily enough. Dear old He's one of the
3: best men I know.
1: He's lovely, a really lovely bloke. Uh, you are a lovely bloke too, Liam. We love seeing you. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for uh, for spending some time with us. And hopefully we will... Well, we will see you, actually. We're going to see you, I think, on the international break Monday when we're going to do a and a which will be a real giggle. There you go, people. You'll have somebody intelligent to ask questions of. How lucky you are! And we'll we'll just sit here and have a beer or Much two. Much more listen.
4: informed than you Absolutely. are. Absolutely.
1: Oh, well, it wouldn't be hard, mate. Let's be fair. Uh, Liam, lovely to see, you, my friend. We will see you again, as I said, at the end of March. And uh, enjoy the game tomorrow.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. We will.
1: Lovely. There you go, Liam oh, Toomey, yeah. like uh, the fine Cheers. Liam Toomey from the uh, from the Athletic. So don't forget to check out uh, Liam's uh, pieces that are coming out this week. End and uh, we're going to have a quick break, and then when we come back, we will have an old friend of ours from Friday nights in Love Sport Towers, the lovely John McKenzie from uh, All Stats, aren't we? We'll be back in a sec. Real fans, real opinions.
5: I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Football Football
0: Dog.
1: Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge and I have the effervescent Mr. Jonathan Kidd, of course. Lovely word to describe me. Whoop. Mm, there we go it's all those vitamin c with zincs you drink mate that's what it is you know i know i know you i know you uh we've also got the lovely dame whittle on with us tonight evening everyone there you go the king of the chelsea fancast instagram has anything been happening on the chelsea fancast instagram account recently
2: no 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 still still you know really good interaction with, with with certain people i'd love to name them all but i ain't got time to name all six of them and uh, but apart from that, yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's really fun, you know, talking to different people all over the globe. And uh, as I said, it, it's lovely, and it'd be nice to meet up with everyone, you yeah. know, when they, especially the Americans who do the trips over here, you know, for yeah. the seasonal games. That be
1: looking forward to that. Um, now I have a lovely, uh, lovely, well, an old friend of ours. As I said, we used to see him uh, of of neat uh in Love Sport Towers. Uh, we've got the lovely John Mackenzie back for this. The Opposition View. Hello, chaps. There you go. Opposition View with Mr. John McKenzie of All Stats, Aren't We? How the devil are you, John? Now, the last time we spoke to you, obviously, uh, was um, a watermark in, in Chelsea's season. We beat you lot 3 1. It was absolutely bloody marvellous and wonderful. We were top of the league for about an hour and a half. Uh, and we, we thought that Jonathan said we weren't going to lose another match all season. And here we are again, three months later. Poor old Frank Lampard is crying. You'll be delighted to know, um and we've got Tommy T and we haven't lost a match since it's what a, what a how bonkers is football?
5: You must be happy though you must be happy
1: uh, we're always happy, John, you know us,
5: <laughs> but yeah, he's been remarkable, hasn't he and yeah. um uh, i've been i've I've enjoyed having him in the Premier League actually i've watched pretty much every game that you've played with him as your manager um just because I was kind of interested to see to see what he is. And he's very different from what I remember him being. You know, he, he's a far cry from the the sort of gung-ho football that was being played at Borussia Dortmund. He's now become very much patient, progressive um, possession play. And, uh, you know, we'll win by not conceding any goals and making sure we get one at the other end. So, yeah, pretty different stuff from, from what Frank Lampard was giving you.
1: Yeah. Uh, some would say dull, John, but not me, not me. Winning is never dull. That's the thing. <laughs> you see, because the thing is, we were schooled in a sense uh, by the uh, the Portuguese George Graham, also known as Jose Mourinho, you know, who would mm. shut up shop at 2-0 after 20 minutes and we could go and have, go and have a pint in the pub knowing we would win. It'd be fantastic. So I don't mind that. Uh, anyway, we're here to talk about Leeds from your perspective. Um I feel really awful asking you this question, but it is a song that we we do sing occasionally. Uh, sadly, not that often recently, but have Leeds fallen apart again? I mean, it, this is a bit of a Bielsa trait, isn't it? You get to this stage of the season and you kind of run out of gas. Is, that's what, is that what's happening?
5: I don't think I would necessarily go uh, with that. I think that what we've done very well I'm this really season... I'm really not surprised to hear that.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I think what we've done very well this season is we've beaten the teams that we need to beat and we've uh, you know lost the teams that we weren't supposed to beat. And I think if you if you actually look at uh, a lot of the underlying numbers, it's really fascinating because you can see that we're quite competitive up to a point. And then we come up against teams like Chelsea, come up against teams like Manchester United, who when you play uh, a man-marking system, you, you go up one for one and... Uh, against opposition players when they have quality of player much better than your average player they can they can turn you over quite comfortably and um i think that's been the case really with i mean the chelsea game is is a is a case in point i, I think um, the the sort of tactics that that someone like Frank Lampard was playing or someone like um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was playing, they tend to be a little bit more uh, chaotic. The teams that, that, that they were playing, and I think that worked really well against against us. And um, so it, it's it's weird because it's it, I think in the Premier League you expect narratives to be built in terms of form so you'll say this team's winning quite a bit at the moment so they're in good form this team's losing quite a bit at the moment so they're in bad form and I think Leeds have been quite up and down in that respect we've we've I mean I know we're on a bit of a losing run at the moment but for the rest of the season we've won a couple we've lost a couple it's kind of gone that way all the way through and um yeah I think we're we're sort of relegated to the fact that we're going to be in 12th place ish by the end of the season and to be honest with you I'm quite pleased because uh, you know there was no say that we would necessarily be comfortable uh, at this point in the season so yeah I'm 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 fine really
1: yeah i mean was there i mean i mean look i i know that there's a huge enmity between between Leeds and Chelsea and and long may that last but mm. you know Leeds are a big club whatever we we might like to think is the, is there an expectation to do better and i mean you've got Bielsa Beelze. bielsa is one of the most lauded managers in the game is there an expectation to do better
5: I think on the part of the fan base, the part of the issue is that we dropped out of the Premier League at a point when we'd been regularly getting in and around European places. And I think the expectation from the fan base was, oh, we'll just get back into the Premier League and assume our rightful position in the top four. Um... And I think, you know, when you when you take a squad of players who are mid-table in the championship and then get them to mid-table in the Premier League, the assumption is, well, that upward trajectory is just going to continue forever. I think there's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of the fans when we become, I think, a very comfortable mid-table side, right? There's only so much you can do as a as a Premier League side without having loads of money available to you. And we're just, I don't think we're really going to have that. So, and, and even if you do, you know, you're still way, way behind the curve in terms of what the the big six can do. Um, there's, there's also i mean how many clubs have, have ever really broken into that maybe leicester city a team that we're looking at potentially doing that um yeah and they've 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 had the money they've had the 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 benefit of actually winning the league out of nowhere and then having the champions league money coming through a little bit as well so i think that we've just got to accept that we are going to become a team where i think the 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 sort of ceiling at least at this point is going to have to be a team who can finish in the top half of the table and then chip away at the european spots and maybe get in every once in a while, and I think a lot of Leeds fans expect more, and I think there will be some kind of uh, fallout at some point when fans realize that it isn't quite as, as simple as that. But isn't that his
4: reputation, though, for actually making some players better than they originally were? So there is that I think that goes hand in hand with Bielsa to an extent is that you, he, he, it's you know, it's a, it's a clough like thing of being able to actually, um, uh, um, trans, transmute not very good players into excellent ones, which he has done with some some of the some of your players have just been uh, played out of their skins in comparison with how they were, were originally when they were in the championship. So I, I know that
5: you're going to mention Pat Bamford in I, a of minute. Course Jack, I
4: <laughs> <laughs> well I think I think he's had a really good season. I think he's a uh, um he, he all the the, all, the gifts that he had have just been uh, we we we've been seeing them. I think he's um he, he is is a gifted center forward and I I think with even better service he'd do even better some of his ability to left foot right foot just pause and curl a ball in was uh been very impressive and um and also he's he gets into really good positions and i was yeah. just thinking you know what might have been if somehow further down the line other other managers had, had appreciated what a competent player he was you know he was ridiculed
2: though jonathan weren't he, as a, he was as a, pre- as a premier league player I, i'm sure before this season with Leeds, he didn't start one game in the Premier League and people just ridiculed him, just labelled him a, an average championship striker. Mm, you know, I think I, I remember yeah. Shearer, Shearer pointed him out years ago at his forest days and said, this guy's going to have a big future. And Alan Shearer doesn't do that a lot. And although he maybe has not gone on to hit the heights that Shearer fought, you know, obviously we went and bought him. I think he had six loans in five seasons with us. But... You know, yeah. So, what is what is it your honest assessment on him and John? Because you know, you're seeing now in his first proper season in the Premier League, him scoring goals, what people doubted could ever happen.
5: Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic, and he's so important for our team, not just in terms of scoring goals, but in terms of holding the ball up um, and and helping the build-up play in advanced areas. And look, we, we're playing very different football from the football that we played in the last two seasons in the Championship because we've gone from being one of the dominant sides, if not the dominant side in those, in those leagues, in the extent that, you know, Manchester City are dominant in the Premier League now into playing a, a, a very different style of football where he does have to do a lot of hold up play he does have to um have a, have a real patience compared to what we were doing in the championship and i there's just not many players i don't think he could play the way that he does in in our system um because he is expected to score goals but he is expected to take pressure off he is expected to help in build up in wide areas he is expected to track back and and, and help out defensively as well so he's been absolutely remarkable this season and um yeah that a lot of that is a testament to Bielsa
4: who are the other players who've come on? Do you think in the uh, in the Premier League?
5: Luke Ayling has been has been fantastic. Um, you know, Luke Ayling is a uh, was a centre back that we bought from Bristol City for 200k back back. Th- uh, four or five years ago now, and is now playing um, really well as a as a as a right back in in a, and playing as an aggressive right back, no 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 less. Uh, he has played a bit of centre back this season as well. But we've got a number of players who've just, who just who are just exhausted. I think the the schedule has really put pay to a lot of players around around the league. And when you have a small squad like we do, uh, we are seeing players like Mateus Click who started off the season really well, sort of looking a little bit flat more more recently. Um, yeah but uh, is, um,
1: is is that down to the bills i mean because that's the point i was making earlier on john mm-hmm. is that you know his style of play takes a lot out of players and then when you factor in you know the ridiculous schedule that we've got is that a worry for you that you know from now shall we say you know to the end of the season that players are just going to be exhausted
5: i don't think any more so than than i guess that's an issue for for other teams i, I, I think just having watched bielsa now for two seasons and before this one I've never really seen that we've had that kind of physical burnout. Um, I, I I think that there's that's a bit of a myth then, yeah. I think it is, yeah. I think it's, it's happened at it happened at Athletic Club in in Bilbao, um, but other than that, there's not really many examples of it. There's there's a there's the early example that's given of Newell's old boy, but old boys, but the, the, there's there's always weird like things that come into it. So that sometimes his teams will slump at the beginning of seasons uh, as well in, in this sort of way. And that, you know, after a summer, long summer break, that can't just be down to the 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 arduousness of a, of a season. So I think he works the team really hard. There's no doubt about that. And I think there, there can be no doubt that there's a, a level of emotional exhaustion that happens when you're expected to put the amount of, of, of time in the, that you are. I mean, the, the Stuart Dallas gave an interview to the Super 6 podcast last week and he was talking about how in the season, the, the preseason when Bielsa arrived, his wife was he- heavily pregnant and they were expected to turn up to Thorpe Arch, the training ground uh, on a Monday, do a double session in the morning, go to a nearby hotel, sleep. Uh, and then do a double session in the afternoon. Stay over at the hotel and do the same thing the next day before they were allowed to go home. And he contacted the the training staff and said, "Look, can I in these breaks can I go home rather than going to the hotel?" And they were like, "No, you've got to you've got to really uh, put yourself through the the same system that everyone else is being put through." And I think it's that kind of thing that, on the one hand, like when it works it's great and 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 they come out and they're like I've realized that my potential was much better than I ever thought it was but on the other hand I think there comes a point when when as soon as you, you know it does get hard work or you do get injured or you, you do start feeling a bit tired that can feel very like a very overwhelming system to be in as well so I think maybe that's not what worries me now because I think the, the worry for me would have been like relegation but you know if it, if this happens the same way at the beginning of next season and we start off badly then I I, I, I sort of worry about that kind of thing happening
1: mm, well uh moving it on to tomorrow the half 12 kickoff of course um I mean last time round, I mean it was re- really interesting because you know Frank really worked he knew what you were going to do and and he exploited that brilliantly I thought you know we kind of went very counter-attack and Use the pace that we have up front, and uh, we actually had our shooting boots on that day. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't see Tuchel really doing anything different. Well, you can make a very good case that Tuchel's a far more, you know, tactically astute manager perhaps than Frank. So I can't see that he'll do anything different. Does that frustrate you as a Leeds fan that that, that Bielsa just kind of stubbornly refuses to change? He plays one way, and yet yeah, when it works, it's absolutely brilliant. But on the other hand, when it when it gets worked out you you get you get you get a few hidings
5: yes yeah, it's, it's it's hard work certainly as a fan but i think if you look at it in the long term sense for me i'm i'm kind of thinking we're playing good football now we are trying to play good football and yes sometimes we fall down at the level of personnel but the the plan has always been to fill in those personnel with improved players um in in the next summer and i would much rather be playing good football and then fill in the personnel to play it better than to do the sorts of things that other teams do so i mean sheffield united have played a, a fairly uh, uh defensive form of football um since they've been in the premier league and it worked for them in the first season but the question then becomes well who do you bring in Do you just do you bring in players to play defensive football or are you are you simply playing defensive football because it suits the players that you've got and the problem is I think you reach a ceiling very quickly when you approach it that way you you don't really give yourself any uh, attempt to to do anything other than hope that you don't have a bad season and then drop down whereas I think the way that we're approaching it is let's play progressive football yeah we'll take hidings occasionally but we'll beat Clubs like Newcastle, no problem in, in two games. Uh, there will be there will be um teams that for example Aston Villa who we beat uh, 3-0 at their place when when we when we did it. There are going to be results like that. And the the feeling is is that when you bring in the that those sort of incrementally better players, then you you start improving your results across the board and, and, and you're already in the right position to, to be a better club in the top half. So I think, yeah, it's definitely tough. And, you know, we no Leeds fan likes losing to Manchester United anyway, let alone 6-2. Um, so you, you sort of have to take those on the chin. But I do how, think there's a there, how, there is definitely a feeling that this is in the long run going to work out. How
1: did you feel about losing to us 3-1?
5: yeah and the same obviously i and with with frank lampard there's that added um, extra extra level but as you said you know lampard has played us many times before that and, and in the championship he also got the better of him pretty much in three games of, well, four games of football, apart from one half. Um, and I think with the added, as we said before, you know, with the added quality of play he had available at Chelsea, he knew that he could do what he'd done, done in that second half in the in the playoff semifinals, um, the second leg, where he had players available to him like Harry Wilson and Mason Mount and knew that he could just sort of drag Leeds man markers around and cause a little bit of chaos. And, you know, that's exactly what he did. Like you said, he played the game well against us at, at, at um at Stamford Bridge and I think it's going to be interesting tomorrow to see what Tuchel does because he has as you said he has been a little bit more concerned to be defensively solid but this could be a game where if you press well high and if you um if you do you you know all of the things that we've talked about moving players around making sure you take your chances then there's no there's no chance that you're probably going to lose this so yeah I think it'll be an interesting game tomorrow.
1: Mm. Dane?
2: Yeah, I hear a lot about Leeds. My son's best friend is a big Leeds supporter, so he relays a lot of stuff to me. And uh, something he mentioned recently was uh, trying to do Ingrid passing on that pitch. Your home pitch at the moment is really bad. And he said... uh, what he thinks Leeds might do against Chelsea is is similar to what they did against Southampton. He said, you didn't have a good first half, but in the second half, you hit longer balls onto your wingers, you know, behind the Southampton defence and really caught them. And that's something you might do against us.
5: Don't yes.
2: Take a risk of playing that short pass and on the pitch he said the pitch has been awful for a while.
5: Yeah. So our pitch was replaced. Um, just after Christmas because it was, yeah, it, we'd had lots of snow. So we've got a 25-year-old drainage system that's never been updated. We had a load of snow, as you know, over Christmas, and the pitch was getting worse and worse. And so we bought a pitch from Spurs and was in, it was implemented, yeah, just maybe January, February time. Um, and it really hasn't bedded very well. So one the one thing is it's super slippy. So players are all over the place. And like we've seen loads of Leeds players sort of, well, some of them have, have picked up injuries. Oriel um, Romayou from Southampton basically turned his ankle and broke his ankle on it. It's an absolutely awful pitch. And I'd be surprised if some teams aren't like complaining to the, to the FA about it, but um yeah, my we, friend's
2: yeah, we, son said expect one of one or two of your players yeah, to get injured. It's
5: absolutely awful, and I every game I'm in in fear of like which player we're going to lose and, and how important they're going to be. But I guess here we are. But Leeds leads have made some comments, as you said, about playing in a different way, like being like, well, we're just going to have to play the pitch that we've got, and and that against Southampton did involve sort of just going longer and quicker, and you can't uh, go
4: any other way other than kicking the ball up the pitch and running after it. That's right, puddle, you
5: know. <laughs> but yeah. It, 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 I think, it, and and Tuchel himself has made some comments about this. I'm sure you've you've seen those, yeah. just sort of sly digs about the pitch. Which I mean, is fair fair, fair play because it is awful. But um, that will be fascinating to see how that comes into it as well.
1: Well, it will be, John, because I mean, actually, one of the things that's impressed me. Well, there are many things that have impressed me about what Tuchel's done, but one of them is is the fluidity with which Chelsea now seem to be passing not just out from the back and in defense they're passing in between each other to get themselves out of trouble but when they get it right there's a really quick you know zippy bang 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 and and it's it's a joy to watch when it works but that ain't going to work on a on a on a second hand pitch from Spurs
5: no I, but I do think that you know what what Tuchel has done is he's made everything very solid for you guys you've got obviously mm. the back three you've got the two players sitting in front of the back three the wing backs who are able to to drop in and it seems to me that very much what his approach has been is to be make sure we're defensively solid and we've got the players of the quality up front where we can pick goals off and I think you know regardless of how well the the pitch is at passing I think that will still function fine at Elland Road even and under those conditions that Mm -hmm. you can afford to be a little bit more defensive because you have that quality up front of players like Havertz and and Werner and uh, Mason Mount's absolutely on fire at the moment Um, Hakim Ziyech as well like again a player who's not performed particularly to the level that people expected but still a really really great player and then, and then you have players on the bench like Giroud and, and Pulisic as you've said um, mm-hmm. I think you can afford to to sit a little bit deeper and have just four players going up and then and, 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 and in the counter attack and then have other players join them later on but I think I think it will be fine I think he'll probably he probably will be a little bit more circumspect than maybe Lampard would have been in terms of going forward but I think it will still probably work out if you can if you can sort of uh, press leads in wide areas we do a lot of our build-up in wide areas and then just expand really quickly with the ball um, I think you'll be fine to be mm. honest.
4: Jorginho mm. is not averse to a long ball as well so
5: <laughs> he isn't no
4: you're right. That.
1: No he yeah. does like that and I mean actually they have been I mean that's another thing actually they've they've, they've, they've mixed it up a bit which is good. John uh, we've got to let you go in a minute so uh, dare I ask you for a prediction?
5: Yeah, I don't, I'm not feeling great about this mm. this game. I'll be honest. Um, but I think the the only thing that I will say is that y- you guys have been ha- have been defending as the best form of attack. So hopefully you'll go a little bit easy on us and uh, you'll you'll only win by a couple of goal goal margins. So I'll say two nil. Mm. Uh, but um, that's very much me being positive. Um, okay. But don't tell Leeds fans I won't. that. Your
1: secret's safe with us, John. Just to make <laughs> you feel a little bit better. It's 84 years since Chelsea have done the double over Leeds United.
5: Uh, that doesn't make me feel better. Okay. Uh, but I, yeah. I'm trying. You know, <laughs> come on, give me
1: some credit. At least I'm trying um john i i speak for all of us jonathan you you looked as you you look poised like a cobra you're about to say no, something
4: like you've done the research Jig. i was uh, taking the back
1: i'm not surprised mate it doesn't <laughs> happen very often john it's always a delight to see you i, I can speak on behalf of all of us here we, we, we miss seeing you in in love sport towers actually because you you we would be coming out as you were going in as they say so always
4: mm. charming always yeah, always friendly. charming
1: um i can't wish you any luck at all for tomorrow for obvious reasons <laughs> but uh You know, I think we've said it many, many times, you know, uh, we're we're very much of the view that that the Premier League and Chelsea needs teams like Leeds in it. And long may that rivalry continue, you know, so uh, I'm sure you'll stay up. You seem very confident that you will. And I don't see any reason to to doubt that at all. Uh, And hopefully we will we will see you in the not too dim and distant future.
5: Yeah, thanks guys. It's always a pleasure coming on and uh, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah,
1: Cheers mate, we appreciate that. Cool. Lovely thanks to see you, you, you take care. There you go, that's uh, the lovely John McKenzie from uh, All Stats, aren't we? Uh, go and check that out actually. it's uh, John's a great thinker on football. He's not just a Leeds fan, he knows his onions <laughs> so uh, well worth checking out. We'll see you soon mate, you take care. Right, we will be back in a minute to uh, opine on our... Uh, Preview of the Leeds United versus Chelsea match. It might be slightly different, it might be slip similar, you know, who can say? We'll see you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions.
5: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast.com.
1: OK, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast preview show, which means it's a Friday night, uh, which is just as well, because the match kicks off at half twelve tomorrow. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. Uh, and with me, as ever, is the uh, munificent Jonathan Kidd.
4: Oh, that's lovely. How about, am, I, am I nice about other people? Oh, OK, yeah, yeah. I, I love you both. Thank
1: yeah, you. yeah, there you go. And of course, the king of the Chelsea Fancast Instagram account, Mr. Dane Whittle. Hello, everyone lovely to Can
4: see I just you I've I, I'm, I'm getting followers on um uh on Instagram from Chelsea fancast uh, um, fans and um uh and I think they're a bit disappointed when they see that all that I put on, on Instagram is pictures of flowers <laughs> and uh, oh, and petal blossom. <laughs> Rather than you know, acute um analysis of football
2: matches and whatever, <laughs> I'll play to the crowd now, Jonathan. I know it's a picture of me by a pond.
1: Put, a put, a put some pond. blue pansies up, there we go. That's proper, oh, proper, be gels, good, proper
2: Anything blue,
4: can I just make a point, Chief? You? Yes, you said to John there, you said, Well, you know, it's great to have you in the uh in the division and it's great to have t- clubs like you that are, I
1: love Leeds in the, in the division because we hate they, them. I know
4: you do, yeah. Whereas, yeah, I, 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 I luckily I've learned now not to. Not to. I've learned to hold my tongue because no, I. No, no, you don't. Don't no, have to hold your tongue. No, I should have come in with. I don't. I don't want no, to. No, you. You, yeah, you, no, you did one them up, that. did you? I don't, no. I don't know. I know, but I thought. I thought this okay, was okay, go, did one I them up. I don't want them in the division. I'd be quite happy if they went down no. and down. Well,
2: oh, yeah, down.
1: but you should, you should, you should say that. Like, I, look, mate, come on, you know. No, you... I
4: like John very much. I don't want to be yeah, too. Yeah. I Yeah, to
1: Come back on the program, don't I? I know. He and he <laughs> shaved all his hair off. I didn't want to be yeah, too I, cruel to. Bit worried about. And that, I did. Actually. I did compare him to looking like John Hartson, which I thought was a bit below the belt. Very cool. Well, I thought you were going to say your um, oh, sh- name, Dowie for a moment. Ooh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I would never accuse my worst enemy of looking like Ian Dowie. Never, But yeah, but I thought no, but. No,
4: no, 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 you know, I, I, because I, he said he had his beard cut off. Or i he'd grown this yeah. huge beard. He's still got a bloody beard. Yeah. You know, I know, he's strange. Yeah. Anyway, um, but anyway, yeah, just to say that I have no, no, no well, that's great. For Leeds, I will never have. Great, bondage.
1: no, I may. I've got no problem with that sure. personally. I, 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 I like. I mean, okay, this has more resonance. I mean, we mentioned at the beginning of the show. It's a great sadness that we can't go up to Erland Road. One oh. of my, one of my favorite pictures of all time for Chelsea is that amazing picture that was taken. Uh, when we did play them in the 5-1 a few yeah. years back. And it looks yeah. like a scene out of um, Les Miserables. You know, a yeah. lot, lot of very old, bald-headed men with steam rising off them. <laughs> and it's just, that's what it's about. And I, you, I, give me Leeds United in the Premier League any day compared to a fucking Bournemouth so or a it. Watford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, fuck off, you small, stupid, inconsequential clubs. I want yeah. proper rivalry with proper big teams having it out. You know, twice a season. I agree with
4: that, except for Leeds. I don't want them. In. Okay.
1: No. Well, like, I. I mean, you know, I, I would. If, if if I had to choose one club like that, I would say Spurs. I would like to see Spurs go out of existence, let alone I'm the Leeds.
4: This pitch that they borrowed from Spurs. Yeah. Is it, it have, what's that all about? Is it probably it it's probably sand,
1: not grass? Knowing Levy. Exactly.
4: Was, it, was yeah. it? What kind of? Was it? Is it plastic? Is Off it the back
1: of a plastic? lorry, mate? It,
4: come a queen's park rangers 1980s very topic. weird isn't is that it, what it is? but
5: yeah. we
1: we donated the pitch to Aldershot, shot if you remember because oh, we yeah. had our youth playing there and we we, re, we relayed it for them so it does happen anyway very quickly jake i've had a very bizarre request which i know you will really enjoy fulfilling for the oh, yeah. people who are listening live in mixler the lovely keep the blue flag flying north as it were because I, no, I, no. I do. He just joined no. us on Patreon, actually. So I know he's from t- north. But, yeah, but no, you, no, it requires no guitar or singing. What no. he requires you to do, <laughs> what he requires you to do is to say, he says, do you know what sure. I miss? I miss the JK and we're live. <laughs> so you have to say we're live. I should
4: do that. I should do that a bit more often. Occasionally I've tempted and I think now I'm just showing off. Well, that's so. what he's asked for. Is it and we're
1: live and we're live and we're live
2: and we're live?
1: There you go, there you go, mate. You've had five takes of that. Uh, we're live. JK never ever disappoints, anyway. Enough, 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 right? Uh, okay, so what, so what, no, shush, let's get on with the show. What we know uh from the presser obviously is that there will be no tammy and no silver tomorrow uh both have had setbacks and injuring And it was actually quite interesting to hear what Tuchel was saying about tammy because he yeah. he did actually generally say he, he was concerned about about tammy which is a bit of a worry isn't it um i'm i'm worried about i listened to the uh london is blue uh pod with matt law uh, today. uh I clearly was very bored. No, no, I'm joking. Um he you know <laughs> he didn't giggle at that. Uh, it's very, very I, look, actually, in all honesty, I, I I was so impressed, I nearly did a tweet. I've been very busy today, so I didn't. But I have to say that the, the London is Blue Boys are are becoming a very accomplished broadcasters. They really, really are. Um, so fair play to them. But Matt Matt was very interesting in what he was saying about Tammy. He's a bit worried about Tammy. And whether he'll he'll stick it out? I mean, he, they only gave. I think he made a really good point about the fact that how many other clubs would only give their their top goalscorer for the, or, or leading goalscorer for the last two seasons a one year extension on his contract at that age? And that's what they've done, is it? Yeah, I thought Profit that was it? very very interesting. You know, so there we go. Anyway, they're out. We know uh, that. Isn't that a red rag? Isn't that saying we want you out? Isn't well, saying- uh, who knows? I mean, Matt 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 is is concerned. I think. Uh, But anyway, we know Tammy and Silva are out. We know Tammy and Silva are injured. We know that Jorginho and Mount can't play against Atletico. uh, And we all think, I think, that Havertz is going to start. So I think it's going to be a really interesting selection. And the question I'm going to ask you first, JK, is do you think that uh, Tuchel is going to have one eye on Atletico and therefore play Jorginho and Mount knowing he can't play them? Or will he try a different combo... Knowing that he can't play them against Atletico, that's it's kind of a really weird conundrum, is it not?
4: Very good point. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, you know. The proof of the pudding will be in the eating when we when we look at the uh, look at the team selection. But um, yeah, it would make sense, wouldn't it? To uh, to well, I think he approaches every game according to who he's playing. He's doesn't he doesn't do the business of putting out a side that's doing well. He will. He will, uh, uh, he will change it according to the strengths of the opposition and how, how to negate them. He's that brighter man with his very impressive press conferences. He's very, um, despite English not being his first language, he's, uh, he's very on the ball and very impressive. Um, but no, so I, I, I would think it would be likely that he'll pick the side that he thinks will beat Leeds and then he'll pick the side for Atletico that he thinks will beat Atletico. And I don't think if it means that Jorginho plays, um, uh, which I think it will, I think he will play because he, 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 he was found out a couple of times again with being rushed at by Everton because that's what Richarlison ran at him and so did Calvert-Lewin and whatever, but um, he was protected by the way that they're all set up at the moment, so it wasn't that bad a situation. Um
1: He's not it, left as the last man, as much no, is he?
4: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So then you're dealing with a, a, a very accomplished midfielder with a very, very swift ability to turn um, the situation round and and with very accurate passing. Um So you know, um, it, he's he's rediscovered him, which is. Which is, in a, to an extent, it's you know it, it, it's it's you know we mentioned Clough as being somebody who, and we mentioned Bielsa as making somebody making players into into players that they're not. But he's he, as we keep going on about uh, Tuchel is very good at making players work in their best positions, and uh, as has Christensen been the case. And so um, uh, I think, as I say, he'll pick a side that he thinks will beat Leeds, and if it means it's uh, it's Kovacic and. And Jorginho, so be it. If he thinks it's Kante, it'll be Kante. I, I'm not. I can't quite work out the lead well, strength.
1: I, I was gonna say I, I have to say, I think it would make a lot of sense to play Kovacic and Jorginho together because that will give you know. Because I, I, I mean, the interesting. You know that thing I was talking about earlier on. I've done this. I might send it to you actually because you. I know you love a bit of this. But this spreadsheet that I've done, you can say you can tell I was bo- I was either bored or on a mission today. I'm not quite sure which. But um, you know, Kante uh is kind of there are eleven players that have played a lot of minutes under Tuchel. Kante is just outside of that. But you could draw a line. You could literally draw a line under that eleven. But there is a sense to me that Tuchel really does understand that Kante has to be managed. Yeah. That he would love to play him in every match. But he right. knows that he can't he can't I think and I think he's right with this. Kante's not the kind of player you can say, mate, just tone it down a bit for this match, maybe give me eighty percent Because Kante plays hundred and fifty percent every match and he doesn't give one thought about getting injured. You know, he gives it all, he leaves it all What a brilliant player. What a player to have in your team. He leaves it all out there. So you have to you have to basically look after him because he can't look after himself. Protect him from himself.
4: He massages him when he comes off the pitch. Yeah, you know? yeah. Then it's he, a bit of a Vicks
1: rub, isn't he it? He rubs it, we reckon. his arms
4: and he rubs his chest. Yeah. He yeah. comes, everybody else gets a rub and you think that he's caring for him. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think he'll play tomorrow. I think he'll be a sub. And, mm. uh, and I think he'll play. Obviously, he'll play in the Atletico game. But he
1: has to, doesn't he? He has to, yeah. Him to. and Kovacic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, right. um, Danio, um, that being the case... Um, where do you stand? I mean, you know, it'll be. Re- I think it's equally. Intri- I mean, this is the thing we were saying earlier on, isn't it? There's a real conundrum about the combination, getting the right combination up front. I, I absolutely agree with what you were saying earlier on that he's playing with Werner a lot to try and get a tune out of him, try and get that confidence back because I think he probably understands better than most what a great player we've got on our hands if we can get him scoring again. Um, incidentally. Hudson Odoi was, I thought, really, really good uh, against Everton in in that slightly different role, not a wing back. But Hudson Odoi's been—it's been strange under Tuchel. He gets subbed an awful lot, and I mm. wonder what's going on with that. And then we've, of course, we've got Havertz who played brilliantly against Everton. I mean, I would be amazed if he doesn't start Havertz again to see if he can like tap into a bit of a rekindling of form that he's got. And, of course, he's still got Mount to fit back in as well. So he, he's he got a... And, of course, Pulisic, which is what I really want to get onto, to, you know. But I think Pulisic is way down that list at the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's uh, And Zaych as well.
3: well
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got... I think, you know, although I'm going to go against one, one of my heroes here, Kerry Dixon, who's, who's always said it's the players, it's not the tactics. And, yeah, clearly he knows a lot more than I do uh probably forgotten a lot more than I do as, as well but he ZH was bought for a certain system and now we're not playing that system ZH needs space needs runners needs pace in front of him and under this Tuchel system he hasn't got that he's uh he's part of a a free, the only attacking three in the team and there's a lot of pressure on and sometimes if he's playing like Giroud or someone else there's not a lot of pace or space so I feel sorry for ZH. there he's He's quite limited to how he can uh, play. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Havertz ha- showed a real lot of class. You know, he, a lot of the games early on in the season, he, when Frank was playing more attacking and more free, uh, he was gliding through games. And we, you know, some of us on Chelsea fan I remember talking talked about him being like a Rolls Royce. And again, uh, the other night, he looked like a Rolls Royce. He glided through. He looked so dangerous. He's got that that, that pace as well that doesn't look obvious, but when he gets past people, you know, he gets past them with, with, with quite a lot of ease, so I think he's given uh, he's given Tuchel a, a welcome headache, and now what well, if the next two games, it could be like, you know, who he's going to fit either side, you'd think because Havertz comes deep, that the great thing would be to have Pace getting in behind him, uh, if he is playing a false nine but, you know, it's going to be Callum it's going to be, he's not going to play Mason anywhere else
1: well, that's the interesting thing for me. Uh, I think that's a really good point, actually, Dane. Because you know, we we know how Beels is going to play. I mean, I, I do think it's interesting, actually, how pulling in the pitch is and how how that may or may not affect things. But we know how Beels is going to play. They press very high. They they try and steal the ball in midfield. They're very energetic in midfield. But if they lose the ball, you can rip them apart. But you mm. can only do that if you're good on the counter and you've got pace up there. So that means for me, you know, you've got. On form at the moment, that means you've got, well, I say form. Werner can't, you know, score score to save his life at the moment, but he you know he's got great pace and he can get in behind them. You can say the same about Callum, certainly. I mean, we used to say this about Pulisic. This would be the perfect game. Last season, if we were playing this last season, Pulisic would be the first on the team sheet because that's what he does best. But I don't know if you can say that right now.
2: What about Pulisic? Mm. Well, I, you know, as I, I was talking to you off air and I was saying, you know, I've had 30 years of separating uh, the, the USA national team and Chelsea. USMNT, and I all, man. And I, I was, I was quite happy that we, I didn't really ever want us to buy anyone because then, you know, there's, you, you get that and you're going to get a franchise sort of fan from America who, as we see with a lot of criticism Frank was getting last year, you know, they follow the player, they don't follow the club and they get very critical. If he's not playing, you know, and uh, I can imagine, you know, friend of the show, Brian Wolf's eyes will be rolling now when I mention <laughs> the, US, the USA national team. Uh, would, but obviously, biasly, I would prefer, you know, our, our better players to be playing because it only benefits the national team. It's not too much of a concern at the moment. You know, we haven't got a World Cup coming up, but we've got the CONCACAF uh, Gold Cup, which is like our version of the Euros. But there's never anyone any good in it. You know, they usually stroll through the group stages. Honduras, mate. They usually stroll through the group stages and then, then you, can and oh, no, yeah, <laughs> changes, you can make three changes. lose to Mexico. Oh, no, yeah, free changes. You can make free changes after the group stages and that's when you usually bring the, the bigger players in. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, Chelsea's my number one and uh, Christian has not played well this year. Frank was very loyal to him early on played him a hell of a lot and apart from actually scoring against uh, Leeds it seemed like the more he played the more the the more confusing he he, It didn't look like an assist was coming let alone a goal with him Frank kept on playing him so ultimately you can't you can't he can't complain at the moment you know we know what he can do off the bench if we think just off the top of my head last season uh Ajax away he come on Uh, set up Bashwai, same against Southampton away, and Liverpool away, he was tremendous, come on scored, set up Tammy and and rips Liverpool apart for that 25 minutes. So we know he can do that off the bench. So if he isn't getting a chance, he's got to show that, whether it's 25 minutes or 30 minutes or 10 minutes, he's got to show that willingness. Tuchel did say that he's gone to play him twice, and because of personal reasons, he he missed one game. And he said the Barnsley game, uh, let's be honest, no one really played well. But the worrying thing was, if he if he does get picked tomorrow, what they're saying about this Leeds pitch, it clearly won't suit a lot of them anyway.
1: Well, that is a real worry given the players that we've got. I mean, for my own mind, J.K., bearing in mind what we we've been saying, I I think he'll, you know, Mendy, uh, Christensen, Rudiger, Aspie. I think he'll play. Jill hmm? well. Chilwell. yeah absolutely no, he'll Chilwell, yeah, yeah. I think he'll play Chilwell not not Alonso and I think he'll play Hudson Odoi not James because I think he's got that pace and I think he you know I think we'll, well I mean Leeds are a threat going forward obviously but I, I think he might play Hudson Odoi because I think he'll play Mount Havertz and Werner as the three up front
4: yeah it makes sense to me yeah I think he might then take Odoi off and put James on for the second half if it's not working yeah. which is a shame and I think that's the trouble I think you were saying it's a problem with the doy that he gets taken off but I I think he just he, he appraises the situation and uh, and appreciates that that James is kind of half of the two James is a better defender but excellent coming forward to pay the wing back then a doy is excellent going forwards and but not as good as James as a defender so he he, he, he seems to work out which is which fit, fitting the, the system and the
1: opponent is playing yeah. you know? I mean. Hud Callum's only had one match where he's lasted the entire 90 minutes, and that was against Barnsley. So he's either lasted like 73, 65, 78, 80, 66, or I mean, of course, there's the the memorable match against Southampton where he got, got hooked after half an hour. But he's he, he comes on for, you know the odd, uh, you know, 20 minutes here and there. But, I mean, on the whole, he he gets hooked. I mean, the interesting thing is, though, he would still... I mean, I worked out, based on, on minutes played, uh, this would be our 11, right, on minutes played. And this is interesting, bearing in mind what we've been saying. Mendy, Aspilicueta, Christensen, Rudiger, obviously because Silva's been injured for uh, quite a while now. Uh, James, Kovacic, Jorginho, Alonso... Mount Hudson Adoy Werner. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that they've played all those minutes in those positions, but those are the eleven who have played the most minutes under Tuchel, and you could actually make a team out of that. It's interesting, isn't it?
4: I, but it, we, he played Zuma, didn't he, the other
1: day? You just what,
4: what was that? Was he giving Rudiger a rest? I think
1: he was. Yeah, yeah. You know. Exactly. Same with Mount. Although you and I had a bit of a tiff about that, or you, you were just winding me up, weren't you? I was winding you, you up. You were. You were. So there you go. So it's going to be very interesting. I mean, that's how I think we're going to play. How do you? How do you see it going, Dane?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like JK said, I think Chilwell will play. You know, we we've seen in recent weeks. You know, I think he had a really good game against Liverpool. He's he's got more of a. a he's you know he, he can put a good ball in. He can put good passes. He is dangerous like Alonso. I don't think he gets. Enough credit on that. Uh, but he's obviously, you can tell we're too cool. Like JK said, you know, I it sounds obvious he's going to pick a team that he thinks is going to be Leeds. It's literally that because going back to Chilwell, you know, we see, saw him play two good games in a row. Next, uh, And instead of you think you'd carry on that momentum, no, Alonso came straight back in in the last game, you know, set up a goal and, and we won 2-0. So he does base it literally on that on that game and different circumstances, different setup and a different team. And uh, I like w- what we said earlier with Havertz, maybe with the pace behind him. I'd possibly prefer to Werner and Hudson-Odoi, but I think he's going to put Mount in there. And maybe like JK said as well, put Hudson-Odoi on on as a right wing back. As the game progresses, he'll bring James on just to uh, just to defend it so up. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. JK, um, he he um, he said in the presser today. Actually, the first bit I don't i never understood why the second half is never is never for public domain, is it? It's always that's there seems to be the, the the proper newspapers. You just get other
2: questions from others. First of all, yeah, the first it's, parts it's,
1: the broadcasters the broadcasters yeah
2: like you jk i really like to watch him he he reminds you know he's got his tone to his voice is so interesting and he answers a question you know he, he goes off like all side roads to a question and he like really brings you in and it's something similar to remember as a kid watching jackanori you know i'd with, <laughs> with, with with the tone in his without obviously him telling stories what but... window jane what window is it <laughs> i don't i don't know but he, he's got this comforting voice and he just he, you know he he mesmerizes me sometimes with just how he talks, and he's such an intelligent, yeah, interesting he man. He's,
4: he's, he's very impressive. But he actually said, he was asked a question about whether, how the season would progress. I didn't know about certain players, didn't he? And he said, I do it game by game. Yeah. The next game is important, you know, because he was, I think the question was, will you end up, uh, are you looking to play second? Are you, are you looking to be third? And he said, I go game by game. If you win every game, the position in the league is taken care of.
1: And he's right. You know you can't I mean I know it's an old trite cliche but there is truth to it and 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 there you know you can't argue with that. Right, Dane, stick a, stick a number on it then. What are you going to go for?
2: Uh actually sorry I was going to change the subject quickly because on, I then. remembered someone uh, said he's not as liked in Germany uh and we haven't seen it yet which brought me to how much we was intrigued by Sarri when he first come with his tactical analysis, how, how lively Frank was Conte as well. And we're seeing the Tuchel cool beginning now and everyone loves him. But the uh, German journalist said, "No, no. You know, when it when it goes against him, he gets well moody. He, he he has a go at the press, the journalists. Everyone. You, that's why he's not well liked. He's not a good. Well, who is a, a good loser in football? But it just makes me laugh how we're all praising him now, and yeah, we, we well, can just see it turn again. Well,
1: Matt Matt Law said that that this week, didn't he? He said that the real the real test will be when we lose, and to see mm-hmm. how he reacts to that. And I I agree with that." What are gonna? I mean, by the way, talking of predictions and the old Prem Predictions League. In fact, if you haven't got your predictions in for this week, then you better get a move on because the Newcastle Villa game's already kicked off. And on this point, I would like to say that Dane has shot up yet again. Dane is the Leeds United of the Chelsea FanCast Premier Predictions <laughs> League. He either gets it horribly wrong and like gets minus <laughs> three hundred and fifty points, or he gets it ridiculously right. Last, I think he was the winner of the whole whole league last week.
2: I but think you, there's a room where I'm the only one from the fan cast still in the cup as well. But oh, maybe I didn't there's... bother going into that, mate. I forgot all I about that. I don't know how. I thought you just automatically go into it because I didn't do anything any different. I just thought oh, they, right. if you're within like the top 600, you automatically go in the draw. Oh, well, something that might like be
1: that. why I didn't get anywhere near it then. Oh.
2: <laughs> but you shot
1: up above me. You're now. I think Martin still Martin and Marco might still be above you. Marco
2: had a horrible week last week. Yeah, I think I might have just gone above him yeah. because he had a stinker of a week. Yeah, me. but you
1: were below me before that. Before it kicked yeah, off you, last well, week, like
2: you said, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm a hot or cold, shit or I, bust, I, mate. Yeah, I,
1: I'm. I'm. I'm hot or cold,
2: shit or bust. Within the week,
1: I
4: go, <laughs> I go forty and then minus forty. So it all sort of, you know. I
1: no. It's ridiculously fun. I mean, there's a game I used to play called Perudo. I don't know if you've ever come across a game because it's a dice game, and uh, it was beloved of Stephen Fry, who wrote the little thing you quite often get on the on the box of these games. He said it's the second most addictive thing to come out of second uh, South America, which uh, is is a bit like the Premier Predictions League. It's horribly addictive. It's great fun. Um, it's a bit late now, I suppose, with only ten games left, but we will be doing it again next year. So, I mean, I, I encourage as many people to get involved as possible we have a lot of fun with it and it really Mm. pissed me off when I saw Dane shoot above me last week
4: (laughs) I've gone for draws this week have you Yeah, made them all draws
1: yeah mate I I tell you I'm playing I I, I'm now in that stage where I'm 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 kind of resigned to the fact that I'm going to finish around mid-table and I'm now playing the percentage game so I there's quite a (laughs) quite a lot of two ones coming out at the moment for me you know And I tell you what's even worse, because, I mean, I get this in the Discord group, too, because the lovely Joe Mingola Mingola is in there, who's been the leader for nearly the entire season, Mm. bless him. And he and I often make exactly the same prediction. And I keep saying to him, I said, Joe, if that's the case, how the fuck am I 19th and you're (laughs) top? You know, he says, oh, Chidge, man, I'm really sorry, you know, because I've had the same as you and that's really shit. I say, yeah, but you're still top. How does that work if I'm predicting the same as you every week, you know? He's lying, Chidge. I don't think he is because I can see all of your scores. You see, I can I can go into the website and check it all out, but anyway, it's great fun and uh, well done, Dane. I mean, that's really I what I wanted it. to say. I, mean, I could say oh, five cheers. minutes, but just saying, well done, Dane. You've done very yeah. very well.
2: I'm so, glad anyway, someone noticed. Yeah.
1: Anyway, we're we going to get a prediction out of you for this one.
2: Well, I I'm not going to change my. I went with two nil in my head, and I know John predicted that, but that's what I had in my head, and that's what I predicted in our in our league. So that's what I'm going to say. Two one. Two 0 two, two nil.
1: Two nil. <laughs> yeah. Jk.
2: I'm the same. It's the only one I didn't put as a draw.
4: And it's 2-0, I'm afraid. OK,
1: well, I've gone 3-1, which is the only one that I've actually predicted anybody will score three goals. So in, for me, that's kind of really going out there. Who's going
4: to score, there, Chidge? We haven't got any goals scored. Well,
1: we'll get a penalty because Leeds have actually, um, they, Leeds have, no side has faced more penalties than Leeds in this Premier League campaign at eight.
4: It'll be a penalty on what earth, an own goal.
1: Uh, very possibly, and uh, and then maybe Havertz will score because he, I mean, he could have had three last week. Werner will be offside despite scoring a decent goal. Yeah, very probably. I don't know; just got a feeling we will. Although I am very, very worried about hearing about that pitch. Let's hope there are no injuries. Anyway, good luck. We got to beat Dirty Leeds. I mean, there is nothing finer than doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. and I have to say, I mean, you know, seriously, I, I don't know about you two, but I, I have a feeling that sooner or later we are going to dish out hammering to somebody. We can't be this hopeless in front of goal
2: for this we said long. That, we said that under Frank, and yeah, um, yeah,
1: what happened? Well, I know. I mean, I just. Uh,
2: but there's the flip though, Chid. Uh, sooner or later, we might also lose, and it comes a bit unstuck. Or was it? Was it? Was it years ago when we when Marino won on that good one, and then we went up to Man City and lost one nil. Yeah, oh, but we should oh, never yeah.
1: have lost. That was on. That yeah. was from a dodgy penalty given to Anelka. There's no way we. Sh- that was the only match we lost in the whole
2: season. And we should never sure, have lost uh, it. But we, uh, it's, a it's a disgrace. Yeah, I remember going up to Leeds as a teenager, it was 2-0 down when that, I think John Spencer scored a couple, 1-3 too. It was, it was a great day was. I'm,
1: I'm going to read you this out because you're going to like this. This is from the uh, the pre-match briefing, Rick, Rick and Paul Dutton's pre-match briefing on the on the, on the the official website. Luis Felipe Scolari is the only Chelsea coach prior to Thomas Tuchel who, uh, to have started his career at the bridge with an 11-game unbeaten run across all competitions. Goose Hiddink did the same, but in his second caretaker spell at the club. Big Phil extended his run in 2008 to 12, comprising nine wins and three draws before losing 1-0 to Rafa Benitez-Liverpool in game number 13 through a Jose Boswinger own goal. So, we, I mean, I don't mean to play a downer here at all, but history tells you that this is crunch time. You know the the, the defeat's going to come around around this kind of mark. But hopefully not tomorrow, because not against dirty leads. If it's then
4: twelve, that'll that'll get rid of that jinx, won't it?
1: No, he's got to win thirteen. Okay, so we've got two to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not win, but but be unbeaten for thirteen. Yeah, be unbeaten. Yeah. But that's just at the beginning because remember Conte did that amazing kind of 17 18 match run. Anyway, enough of this prattle. We need to let you go. Before we do, I've got a couple of a very big shout outs. The first one, of course, is uh, um, I'm doing the big virtual sleep out uh, with the Chelsea Supporters Trust in aid of the wonderful Stoll veterans, many of whom are homeless and get cared for by Stole. A lot of them have got uh, PTSD and all sorts of horrible things. They need a lot of help and they're our neighbours, so we're all trying to raise money for a very good cause by sleeping out uh, on March the twenty seventh. And uh, I informed my wife of this tonight, that I'm 'cause she likes to use the garage or the shed as her kind it's like her man cave where the loft is mine. So I informed her that I'm 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 taking over her man cave for the night. And do you know what she said, this this is this is true love me. Oh, I'll come and sleep with you, she said. And I, oh. isn't that lovely? Isn't, isn't that lovely? That's fun to her as well then. Well, I said, no, come on. <laughs> I said, don't be silly. I said, you know, you, you don't have to go through that. She said, oh, and I'll make you a nice bed and things. I said, no, 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 no. I said, the whole point is it has to be uncomfortable. That's, that's the real point of it. Uh, and, I, and I've heard that there are people who are apparently sleeping in their living room floor. No, far too comfortable. don't worry about me I'm going to fortify myself with half a bottle of Ockentoshan in front of my fire pit before I settle down but I will be sleeping on the very cold concrete floor of my garage Uh, and if you would like to sponsor me for a very very good cause all you have to do is go to my at Stanford Chidge uh, Twitter page and I've pinned the details uh, for the Virgin money giving fund on there so if you want to sponsor me You'll be very lovely, and I might even mention you in dispatches on the Fancast, but there you go. Now, the other really big piece of news, uh, after the success of the, uh, you know, football prizes John Terry signed shirt, um, I didn't watch the draw live because I was busy in a meeting, but I went back and watched it, and it's quite exciting. They do the draw live on... uh, on Facebook, and they have one of those machines like they have with the National Lottery Balls. So they put balls in with num- numbers on there, and, uh, and it automatically whizzes around, and then Bill picks one out. And I can't believe it. I mean, Daryl, who's in in, uh, in Mixler tonight, Daryl Middleditch, he was 48, and they picked out ball number 49. But I saw a lot of familiar names, a lot of fancast listeners on there, but I don't think it was a fancast listener that won, which is very, very sad. Um, but it's easy to do. All you have to do is you go to... Uh, footballprizes.co.uk, product slash uh, uh, Eden-Hazard, because that is the next prize. It's an Eden Hazard signed shirt, framed, beautifully framed, uh, and you basically pay £4.95 for a ticket, and you get entered into the draw, and I think they sell about 100 tickets, and they've sold half of them already, so if you want to have a crack at winning an eden hazard signed and framed shirt get on it now people uh the draw takes place next wednesday uh it closes at half 7 the draw takes place at about 9 i think um but it's great fun and we're doing this every week so there'll be loads of goodies there might even be don't don't tell anybody i said this dane all right but i've heard a rumor that there might be some polsic signed boots yeah so, real goodies like that. Boots, uh, sign... Memor- anyone who likes him in my house, though, they're all Mount fans. Are they? <laughs> well, I bet you they'll, they'll beat some Mount merch, I can absolutely mm, guarantee. it. love Mason in it. Every week, we're going to be uh, promoting this and, you know, go and buy yourself a ticket for... Four- you can buy more than one ticket. You don't have to just buy one, but it's four ninety five a ticket, and then it goes to a draw on a Wednesday evening, and if you get uh, your number pulled out, then you win. It's that simple. So, get on it, Pete. J- JK's just looking st- <laughs> dumbfounded... He's wondering what he'd like to win. He's, I can you can almost see the cogs <laughs> going in his head, can't you? I thought he froze. <laughs> um, i was in terms
4: of but if you then buy ten tickets and you spend fifty quid, you you've spent fifty quid that you probably could, could have gone to a site and bought some eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah for fifty quid. Well then yeah. don't
1: don't spend fifty quid, you great Nana. I mean my my understanding of these things is that most kind of merch, signed merch... And memorabilia like that, which is framed. You are looking about two, three hundred quid in my experience. Remember those remember those people we used to work with? Chelsea Fan Twelve? That's what they did. They just did memorabilia and it was all kicking out for about a couple of hundred quid, two, three hundred yeah. quid. So you know, if you win if you win a, a hazard signed shirt and you've spent five quid. You absolutely, you you nailed it, haven't you? But
4: if you failed for for twenty weeks, you spent a hundred quid. Well,
1: then you know you win some, you lose some, mate. That's 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 competition for you, isn't it? That's the yeah. luck of the draw, yeah. mate. I'm just pointing out to those people who think, yeah, I'm going to win for five. Well, I mean, you know, that you don't. Nobody's forcing you to enter into it, J.K. But, no, but yeah. I'm just I'm giving the you know the pizza. glass
2: half empty or glass half full. JK. <laughs> you you
1: spent too long. You spent too long in a voiceover booth reading terms and conditions very quickly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ah, ah. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, I do that quite quickly, actually. Apparently. Go on then.
1: No, i mean, just terms
4: of right? No, you can do <laughs> like that. Terms of the discipline. All you have to do. Um, your house will be. Uh, uh, I must remember this. I've got to do this so often. Um, if we do not keep up repayments on a house, I'm like, I can't do it. I, I need to have it written out in front of me, then I'll do it. But yeah, yeah, you have to do it. Um, four times as quickly, but be very enunciated. Yeah. But they have a machine to do that for you now. Yeah, pitch skill pitch controller,
1: pitch changer. Yeah. The, the skill so you, can... you end up sounding... <laughs> I remember when I used to make TV ads and stuff that uh, in the days when they started to bring in, you know, terms and conditions, it went from having to have them all on the screen, which took out nearly all the screen, or having the voiceover artist read them out in longhand to... See terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> Which made a lot more
4: sense. Funnily enough, some people just have to go, T's and C's apply. Yeah, T's that's and C's they're...
1: apply. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, on that bombshell, uh, I think we should go and leave these poor, poor, long suffering people alone. It's, oh, I have to say, I, I so enjoy doing the Friday show. It's really great fun. We get some great people on and uh, we have a bit of a John laugh. John was
4: excellent, wasn't he? Excellent.
1: John. Excellent. John McKenzie. Yeah, and Liam, of
4: course. And Liam was excellent as well.
1: Right, yeah. Liam's always good value. Do like Liam. So there always, you go.
4: We're about to discuss something with Liam that, in fact, he's writing an article on and we all, and he can't reveal what he's written. I always feel slightly... Oh, I'm just treading on his toes slightly. Ooh, no, gonna...
1: no, no. But he got to tease it, like Adam did the other week, you know. Sure did, so yeah. there you go. They, they, that, that, they, I like that. It's nice that we can do that. It's nice that they're mates. Anyway, enough. JK and myself will be back on Monday evening, of course, for the usual Chelsea fan cast uh, to look back, of course, at the match against Leeds. And of, oh, we're going to be looking ahead to the massive, mahusive match on Wednesday night uh, against Atletico Madrid for a place in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, no less. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, and we will be joined by Tony Glover and uh, Dean Mears on Monday night, so that'll be fun. Uh, and I can't even remember who's on with us next Friday, but it'll be great, because it always is. So there you go. People of Mixler, thank you for joining us live. You are lovely and we love you. Uh, Dane, always great to see you.
2: Oh, actually, yeah, Why you mentioned Dean Mears, I'd like to say... Uh... My new partner in crime, congratulations to him. He he, he, he and his wife announced they were expecting a new child. So, yeah, they're bringing another Chelsea fan into the world. Bless them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, thank you for having me. You know, I really like this setup. Uh, it comes from a lot of different angles, and no? I really like it. Uh, thank you for having me
1: on. Yeah, it's always a pleasure having you on, Dana. Thank you for your sterling work on on our Instagram account. Oh, you're more than welcome. Yeah, without which, well, we wouldn't have one really if it was left up to me because <laughs> I don't know how to use it. So uh, I'm going to have to learn, aren't I, for the big sleepout? Because apparently we're supposed to take videos and stuff. And of course, I used best... to do
2: a couple of live videos, uh, live Instagram stories. You have to give me some coaching beforehand, and okay. I'll do. Yeah, it's do, quite straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I'll
1: do yeah. some live ones on the Chelsea fancast account. Hmm. You know, donate money now to this address. <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. Something like <laughs> that. It really could, actually. <laughs> About yeah.
4: 30, 30 years out of date. Oh, really- very.
1: I should do one of those. I, I used to love those ads with the kind of the the really deep, menacing American voice. Coming to a cinema near you soon. You know, don't go outside because it's frightening. I like that one.
4: They all started off, didn't they? This summer. This oh, summer. Then it was <laughs> This winter
1: well, this fall, this this summer will be very hot, this winter will be very cold, yeah, something like that. I used to love those I don't know why I, just, I always wanted to meet the guy who did them to see if he really did talk like that. Thank it's you probably did. you, wasn't it?
4: no, I'd loved it to, to have been me out yeah. of being.
1: Yeah, anyway <laughs> we we are really so going off to I mean we started talking about bloody Andre Tarkovsky films, and we've ended up doing ridiculous I mean, only on the Chelsea fan cast would this happen anyway uh j k always lovely to see you old old bean lovely to be on the show brightening lovely. up my friday evening it's show um, yeah en-
4: I'm feeling en- show with John I'm all great. Yeah. yeah,
1: enjoy the game tomorrow, and I look forward to talking about it with you on Monday
4: I will be there look forward to seeing you on um, whatsapp and um discord.
1: Yes, indeed. Now, of course, by the way, people, don't forget, I will be guest-appearing, uh, lower down the bill than Dane and Dean, but I will be guest-appearing on that Chelsea podcast tomorrow afternoon after the Leeds match. I have no idea when they put it up, but that I means you'll get a double dose of my nonsense, so I warn you now, but uh, there you go. On that great point, uh, thank you all for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea.
4: Up,
5: up, up Chelsea!
0: Das Leben kann hektisch sein. Warum nicht im Alltag entfliehen und in die magische Welt von Evermerge eintauchen? Evermerge ist ein magisches Land, das mit jeder Entdeckung größer und besser wird. Werde ein Master, Baue und sammle einzigartige Gegenstände oder verschönere deine eigene wundersame Welt. Im Land von Evermerge gibt es immer etwas zu tun. Evermerge. Jetzt kostenlos im App Store herunterladen.